When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is up, everybody? Welcome into this Friday episode of Flippin' Bats. We got a lot of good stuff to talk about today as well. Justin Start against the Atlanta Braves. We'll talk all about that, break that all down. Tears. We're going to put every single Major League Baseball team in tears. We are just over about a third of the way through the season. So, honestly, what better time to do that? We got a few tears for you. We got Elite. We got playoff bound, we got playoff hopeful, and we got maybe next year. So we'll put all the teams right in there. Tail of the tape, one of the best series of the year so far, Rays and Rangers, and of course, things that make you go, hmm? This one's gonna be great. Let's get to it. It's a blowout, eighth inning, 10 3. Bases are loaded for Verlander, who waits out of the real swings and it's a high fly ball deep center field it is gone home run and a huge backflip to celebrate all right ben start the show already what is up my friends welcome into this friday episode today and i what a night last night in what was the craziest game of the baseball season so far this year mets braves it lined up so perfectly with Justin on the mound against Spencer Strider, uh, Cy Young Award winner and best pitcher in baseball last year against a historically good rookie last year in Spencer Strider. And it disappointed in terms of the, the pitching matchup. Justin was not good. Strider was not good. Justin, 82 pitches in three innings, four earned runs, four walks, seven hits. Strider, four innings, eight earned runs, two homers, two walks. Ultimately, the game ended up uh, Braves win and a walk-off in the 10th inning, 13-10 to 10 off the bat of Ozzie Albies. But this series for the Mets was a nightmare. And, and Justin's start on the mound was not good either. And, uh, you know, this just needs to be so much better for this Mets team that uh, is really going through it right now. I, I can't remember a series that in early June has felt so demoralizing for a team to have your two studs going in a series on the road. This kind of felt like a big, like if you can win this series, it kicks your season off and, and then you're off and running and we have Max and you have Justin on the mound. Well, Max and Justin gave up a combined 11 runs between the two of them. And that's just not going to cut it. And at a certain point, you got to stop it's certainly not early. It is no longer early. There are plenty, there's plenty of time. There's a hundred games left. There are 99 games left in the season. Uh, but the Mets are three games under 500 right now. And this series, just that game last night was one of, it was the wildest game of the season. Braves get out to an early lead. Then Mets come back and a Nimmo grand slam gets them back in the lead. And then it looks like they're off and running. And then the Braves just keep chipping and chipping and chipping away, and nobody can seem to get outs on either team. And ultimately, it led to what was the walk-off from 
Ozzy Albies, and it's the first time in the 62-year history of the New York Mets that they have lost three consecutive games in which they had a three-run lead or more in every single one of those games. In history, I mean, there's no excuses for this. This is, it, man, it was a tough game. Uh, it was a, it was it was an incredible game to watch as a fan. But again, one of the most demoralizing series I have ever seen for a team in the regular in the regular season. Uh, what I saw from Justin was not being able to to throw strikes. It was truly weird coming off of a really dominant start. The his his prior start in which he ended up they they lost the game one to nothing. But he was dominant and and said as and said it feels like some things are being are clicking some things are getting figured out and then to come into this game where he had those numbers where i just said three innings four earned four walks seven hits on 82 pitches look he faced 20 batters and he threw a first pitch strike to six of them that's never going to cut it at any level and uh he knows he has to be better obviously uh everybody wants him to be better he wants to be, the fans want him to be, the team needs him to be. And, um, you know, there, there wasn't any excuses made after the game. Uh, again, this was one of the most demoralizing losses. And to have, to hear post game, what Buck Showalter had to say about this, um, in my opinion is, is again, unacceptable. You have a team that's 30 and 33 with the highest payroll in all of baseball, the highest payroll in baseball history, after the de most demoralizing loss of the entire season, heartbreaking. I mean, I, 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 a heartbreaking loss for the New York Mets. And you talk to the manager after the game, and one of the first things he says is, I look at it as a positive. I look at this as a positive. I'm really proud of them. Let's hold up for a second. Where were there any positives in the game? Absolutely. Team scores 10 runs, Lindor's heating up, offense looked good, but this isn't a time or a place for a manager to come out and talk about the positives. It's time to have a little bit of accountability here that this is an absolute nightmare start to a season. This was an absolute nightmare series where we should have potentially swept our heated rivals and the leader of the division and been right there on their heels in the division. Instead, you look back and we just got swept and we blew every game in every possible way. And it was just unacceptable. And there was no accountability there from the manager, which to me, is he should be the one of everybody. The, the guys in the locker room were the ones taking full responsibility. David Robertson after the game said, we're frustrated. They asked him about the stretch they're on. Oh, we're frustrated. You can feel it. You can see it. There's frustration there. When Justin spoke, there was obvious frustration from him talking about the team, talking about himself. So look, I look, I, Buck Showalter need those comments to me are are again a bit of an unacceptable answer after this sweep. The fans don't want to hear that. The people listening in, look, everybody knows this is a nightmare. You don't, you can't have your manager trying to sugarcoat everything and make everybody believe that everything's okay because everybody knows that everything is not okay. Things are not okay. You have to turn it around. And sure, he can believe things are going to get turned around. I think many people believe that things will get turned around. But right now, things have not gotten turned around. It's gone in the opposite direction. They're now six losses in a row. They're now in fourth place in the NL East behind the Phillies, 
the Marlins and the Braves now in fourth place. And to come in post game and say, I, I take, I look at this as a positive ridiculous. There is no world in which this game looks at, you, you can look at it as a positive for, for the Mets. You, you just can't, it's, it's demoralizing. So um, Justin, Justin, after the game said, yeah, as much frustration as he has, it's, and said it's been feast or famine with him this year. It's either been really good or really bad, it seems. And he said, I've been working my ass off trying to make it click. And every time I think I found it, it goes in the other direction. It's definitely frustrating for me and everybody. Said he feels good physically. There's been flashes of it. And this was something interesting. He said, all the metrics from last year to now, everything looks similar. Pitch shape, spin rate. A lot of it, they all look similar to last year when he was the best pitcher in baseball. But he said there is something there, and there's there's something there, and, and I'm going to find it. So uh, this isn't easy on him. It's not easy on anybody. Um, but one thing I, I felt was interesting, because he was talking about uh, pitchers this year and a bit about how it seems different pitches are working this year as opposed to things that worked last year aren't working this year and vice versa. And it really made me think about it. So I looked up the top five ERA leaders from last year and what they're doing this year. And this is absolutely mind blowing. But number one on that list, best ERA from last year was Justin, 1.75 ERA. He now has a 4.85 ERA. Now that's just through seven starts. He's only made a, first off, let's, he's made seven starts, about half the starts that the majority of the league has made. And a lot of his starts have been very good. Also some that have been very bad, hence the 4.85 ERA this year. Julio Urias last year was number two. He had a 2.16 ERA. This year, 4.39. Dylan Cease last year, 2.20. This year, 4.63. Alec Manoa last year, 2.24. This year, 6.36. And Sandy Alcantara, the other Cy Young Award winner last year, 2.28 ERA. This year, 5.07. So the top five ERA leaders from last year are all either four, well above four ERA this year. So a lot of guys are struggling. It is still early, specifically with Justin. He's made seven starts. I do believe he's going to be okay. I don't even want to say do be okay. I believe he will find that consistency. Um, but man, there's no sugarcoating it. Um, there's no sugarcoating what we just saw from the New York Mets in this series against the Atlanta Braves. That was a nightmare series for them. This Atlanta Braves team is the real deal. You, you watch that lineup. There is no weak spot in the entire lineup. The Atlanta Braves are so, so good. And it is why preseason I predicted the Atlanta Braves to, to win the World Series. And it's because of how good they are to be in the World Series, and it's because of how good this lineup and the pitching and everything is. So uh, not good for the Mets, very good for the Braves, and uh, just a tough series for the Mets. And again, last thing I'll say here, the Buck Showalter excuses can't be, it's, that, that can't be happening. No, nobody thinks everything is fine. He can't possibly think everything is fine. Everything is not fine. Uh, so a little accountability in the locker room from players and managers will go a long way. And I look, there's a hundred games left in the season. I, I believe the Mets will be fine, but this was, man, this was a tough series for them. And last night was uh, what ended up being the craziest game of the year so far, where you have two aces of a staff. They both get shelled 
and you end up with a wild game and a walk-off home run and extra innings and the Braves win and end up sweeping the New York Mets. All right, we are we're about a third of the way through the baseball season now, Alex. And what better to do than tears? Yeah, I mean, we did this before we started the season. We we kind of put all the different positions yeah. into tears. So yeah, now that we're about a third of the way through the season, we're gonna put all the teams into tears. So let's get started with our first tier, elite. What teams are are elite Ben. So, yes, I have four. Oh. Four elite teams. Two okay. from the NL. Wait, one from the NL and three yeah. from the AL. The one National League team for me in the elite tier is the Atlanta Braves. The Braves are here. In the American League, I have three. The Houston Astros, the Tampa Bay Rays, and the Texas Rangers. I, be I believe that much in this Rangers team. Wow. I believe right now they are one of the game's elites, and that is even with the Jacob deGrom news, he won't be pitching anymore this year. But guess what? He hasn't been pitching this year. The Rangers have been incredible. They're one of only two teams in all of baseball with 40 wins, and that yeah. is including another team in this tier, the Tampa Bay Rays. The Rangers are elite. They're right now elite. Are they going to be in this tier all year long? I don't know, but I truly believe this is a playoff team. Right now they are playing like one of the game's elites. They've been in the top three of my power rankings for the better part of a month. Like, this is an elite baseball team. Corey Seager, Marcus Simeon, 25-game hit streak there. You have great pitching, Nadia Valdi, John Gray. This team is literally just missing one thing, and it's a serviceable bullpen. Yeah, yeah. So Which you talked him. about with Ken Rosenthal yeah. earlier this week, that they need to be aggressive at the trade deadline and fill that hole if they want to be a strong playoff team and his answer was I, I didn't even get to ask about the rangers he was yeah. like the rangers are going to be aggressive they are going to be aggressive and then he went on to talk about um who is available starting mm -hmm. pitching offense wise so uh i always love having ken on ken is such a, a pro and knowledge. A he is yeah. so great i just need to ken hops on and he asks all about his lighting and if he looks well lit enough and then just drops so much knowledge. The guy is just, he's great. Ken Big Rosenthal fan. is awesome. And he was really good talking a little bit, a very early pre-trade deadline stuff. And we talked a lot about the Rangers. So, yeah, four teams in elite. Rays, Rangers, Astros, Braves. Astros, is this based on kind of, obviously, they're the reigning World Series champs. They haven't had probably, I mean, obviously, Texas is ahead of them in the AL West haven't had the strongest start to the season, um, but you believe that what they have in their core is elite. Yeah, I, I think they're also, okay. they're 36 and 26. Yeah. Very good. Um, they're coming off of a World Series. They're, mm -hmm. They were, I think, coming into this year, everybody would say the best team from last year was the Houston Astros. Who's yeah. the best team from this year? Well, they're the, the Astros, and now you look, the beginning of June, they're 36 and 26. Yeah. They're only not in first place because of another team that's on this elite list. Yeah. Yeah, the Astros are certainly an elite. Look, the Rangers are elite. The Astros, as of right now, the American League still runs through the Houston Astros. Do not okay. get it twisted. American League runs through Houston. That's fair. Until it doesn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's fair. I, that's what I said. I was like, a good chunk of this is what they've proven yeah. beforehand. Yeah. And like, they're not top right now, but they're still extremely yeah. strong. Elite team. Yeah. All right. Let's move to our next tier. Playoff bound. 
Who do you have here? Okay, playoff bound. We Ooh. have seven teams. Okay. Okay. I will list them first. We have the Dodgers, mm -hmm. the Blue Jays, the Orioles, the Yankees, my fighting Diamondbacks, the <laughs> Twins, and the Miami Marlins. I Look, we're sleeping on the Marlins. No, the, we're not. The world, we're not. We're not. The we were talking is. about this. Earlier this week, do not sleep on the Marlins. Do not. But they we, are for real. But people are still sleeping. Don't we do told it. them not to, and they are. Uh, Marlins are very good. They're in second place. They'd be in the playoffs right now if the season ended. Um, Dodgers, obviously, uh, are, are a team here for me. Dodgers were a fringe elite playoff-bound team for me. They would be my one kind of question as to why. Fringe. Okay. The reason I have them here is I do not believe in that bullpen. I do not believe in it. I, they need help. They, they need could help. also be a team that's extremely aggressive at the trade deadline because they, they always be. are. Yeah, I, I have to imagine they will be. Um, exactly. They always are. Their track record speaks to that. So uh, you have to imagine they will address their needs, but right now they have some big, big needs. I mean, I, I watched a lot of their series against the Reds. Yes, the Reds are very fun and very exciting, but – the Dodgers were shooting themselves in the foot a lot that series. I mean, ninth inning in game one of that series, they just couldn't throw strikes, couldn't get out of an inning, blow the lead, walk in, walk in a run, hit a batter, a run comes in. Like, there's nobody in the back end of that bullpen that you can turn to and say, ah, mm -hmm. we got it. You yeah. know, there's nobody. And, in fact, it's the opposite. It's more like, ah, <laughs> Do we got this? No matter how close it is. So it's a big worry for me. And as of right now, I'm not. I, I can't put the Dodgers in the elite of the elite with, um, with their pitching situation. Um, I know you got to be so happy about this one. I'm the so D-backs, especially since they're here, over the Padres. Yeah, that's huge. Can I? Huge. Corbin Carroll is so good. Your driver of the fan wagon. I the driver of the fan wagon. I I said this. Started calling him MVPCC, and then I, to him, uh -huh. said, I've been calling you MVPCC. I think it, I'm hopeful it's like a bit of foreshadowing. I didn't expect it to foreshadow to later this year. He should be get if the season ends right now, Corbin Carroll should get MVP votes. Yeah. That's how good he's been. Stolen bases, high average, double-digit homer total. Um, Zach Allen's been incredible. The the Diamondbacks are really good. They're they're top of the NOS. Yep. This is a playoff-bound team. You can't convince me otherwise. They need to add at the trade deadline. Absolutely. They they also need some pitching. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Any other team here that jumps out to you? No, it's great. I'm just – I'm excited for the Orioles, and I'm excited for Miami, and I'm excited for the D-backs. This yeah. is like did not expect, and it's – a happy did not. Expect. I think there's a. I think there's a few different reasons that teams are going to be in each category. Like okay. I don't think the Twins are as good as the Dodgers or yeah. the Orioles or the Blue Jays, but to me, I think they win that weak division. So to I me, mean, that, that makes th them, that helps. Yeah, that helps if you're in a weak exactly. central division. Exactly. Well, we're gonna see yeah. that in another tier. Like, there's a lot of teams, Alex, that are still in it without being very good baseball teams. And then there's some that aren't that'll be in a tier below. But yeah. there's going to be a lot of teams in this next tier. Okay, so let's get to that next tier. And that is playoff hopeful. And that is a packed tier. That's a lot of teams. Name them off. Playoff Name them off. Hopeful. Okay. Red Sox, Giants, Reds, Padres, Cardinals, 
Brewers, Phillies, Mariners, Angels, Cubs, White Sox, Guardians, Pirates, and the New York Mets. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to start with the New York Mets. Okay. The Mets are a team to me that, if you ask me right at this moment, will the New York Mets make the playoffs? I would say yes. But as of right now, I cannot put them in a playoff-bound tier. They are not playing good baseball. Nope. They're losing games they should win against the Atlanta Braves. They're losing games that they should lose against everybody else. It is not a good stretch for the Mets. And right now, they're not playing as good as all those other teams in the tier above. So they're a team for me that I believe will look up at the beginning of October and say, the Mets were a good team this year, made the playoffs. Now what can they do in the playoffs? But as of right now, the beginning of June, I look up and say, this team, I can't put with those other teams. They are absolutely in this mix with all these teams that are just hopeful yep. they can get in the playoffs. So the New York Mets are down here in uh, playoff hopeful teams. Um, White Sox are another one for me. Okay. The White Sox, well, we've been very critical of the White Sox mm-hmm. this year. Rightfully so. Rightfully so. What I will say is since April 30th, the White Sox are 20 and 14. The only American League Central team over 500 since the be- the end of April. That is quite the number. So again, as I mentioned in the last here, the White Sox aren't out of it because they're four and a half games out of the first place in a division and a four and a half games out of a playoff spot. Yeah, they're it's, in fourth place and four games out, which is... It's a bad, <laughs> bad, bad Anything can division. happen in that central division. Anything, Anything. So, of course, they're playoff hopeful. They're the yeah. hottest team in the AL Central. To be honest, they're one of the hotter teams in the league. They're playing really good baseball right now, and uh, they're certainly playoff hopeful. Mm-hmm. And we've we talked about the conversation with Ken, but... I, I asked Ken the other day on, on Wednesday's episode, what are the White Sox? What are they? Are they gonna are they gonna tear it all apart and admit that it didn't work, or are they going to buy? And he was like, Ben, I'm with you. Yeah. But I truly believe that they are going to be buyers. So I mean you have to. Like when you're in a division that is so close, so close, like you're in fourth place, but you're four games out of first place in a month. Anything can happen. You can be in first place, and you could be playoff bound. So you have to believe in yourself, especially at the trade deadline. Yep. Um, let's see here. Padres? Padres are, I mean, Ugh. shoot. I would have, beginning of the year, this is the elite. They're, they've. There's no excuse for them to be here right now. Yeah. There's no excuse. This is unacceptable. Yeah. Another frustrating one is the Angels for what they're trying to do and to keep Shohei Otani. Yeah. They shouldn't be here either. Another exciting one. Yeah. Cincinnati Reds. So exciting. The Reds are rolling. Ellie De La Cruz. Uh, Ellie De La Cruz has turned this franchise. Well, I can't even say that because they were playing good baseball yep. before Ellie De La Cruz. He has been the boost that the entire baseball world needed to mm-hmm. understand that this Reds team might just be for real. Do they have holes? Plenty. Yeah plenty of them yeah. but they're fun and as of right now they're playoff hopeful i dig yeah i don't yeah. even know how many teams that is three six nine twelve fourteen oh good you 14 math. teams here good job yeah. all right let's move to our next tier maybe next year <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe next year you got 
the Nationals, you got the Royals, mm -hmm. you got the Tigers, and you got the Rockies. I don't like that my Tigers are here. I know. I'm I'm like, I know you feel sad about that I don't one. like it. I I don't like it. I thought they would be closer. Um, I think a couple of years ago I said that the rebuild is two to three years away from yeah. being like them being a very good baseball team. Well, guess what? We're in the beginning of that area where I thought it would be good, and it's not. Um, I, I think the I think the Javi Baez signing really hurt, and that sucks because that's the piece that you were supposed to build. You went out and got your shortstop of the future, and he's not good. Yeah, that can't happen. And then you've had to deal with you know, uh, injuries of Riley Green, Spencer Torkelson. I almost said plethora again, but I used that recently, good. so I stayed away from plethora. Nice job. Um, a plethora of injuries, but I oh, went back to go. it with Good Riley fine. Green. Um, Torkelson has been down and uh, glimpses of being good, and hopefully, I, I think Tork's going to be great. But they're just behind where I thought they would be, and it that sucks. So yeah, um, they're still in it again in a division technically in a division that is very bad. But yeah. I mean, just disappointment so far. A lot of injuries. Tarek Skubal hopefully coming back. Riley Green injured again. Um, yeah, just just tough. Eduardo Rodriguez, Eduardo Rodriguez, who's been great this yeah. year. I'm just you're down. This sucks. It sucks. I feel like we're missing a team. There's one more team. I was like, there should be <laughs> one more team in here. <laughs> Maybe next year, but there's one more team, and this tier is called the Oakland Athletics. <laughs> and within this tier is the Oakland Athletics. There it is. And that is all I'm going to say. That's it. I do not. I have told you many times. I'm done talking about them. Mm -hmm. I am done talking about the Oakland Athletics. I'm so frustrated with the organization as a whole, not the players. The players are doing their best. The players have had good times. They've had bad times and whatever. But the organization, I'm so down on. I'm I'm done talking about them. But they deserve an absolute tier of their own. So yep. the fifth and final tier is named the Oakland Athletics, of Yikes. which there is one team. Yikes. It's so funny because when we did this about position players, there was only one player who had a tier of his own. And that was Mike Trout. Yeah. And that was the positive. <laughs> and now this is the negative. The only negative tier we have are the Oakland A's. So, yeah. yeah. You did it to yourselves. Yeah. You did it to yourselves. All right. Let's move on to one of your favorite segments. Things that make you go. Things that make you go. Hmm. So let's get started with our first things that make you go. Hmm. Pete Alonzo yelling, throw it again. At Bryce Elder. Yeah, this was uh this was yeah, this was spicy. a this was a situation. So Pete spicy. Alonzo hits an absolute tank and comes back in the dugout and the cameras and audio picks him up, yelling out there, throw it again, throw it again, please. And everybody heard it, including either the Braves dugout that heard it or somebody was up in the clubhouse and then was checking things and heard what was going around social media because the dugout quickly found out the Braves quickly took a lead in the game and decided to yell out there again. They're on the first base dugout. Yeah. Yell to the pitcher right past Pete Alonzo, who's uh -huh. playing first base. Throw it again. Throw it again. And just started um, heckling him back. I, I love it. I think it's great. Um, I What I don't love is what the Atlanta Braves fans did 
the next night when Pete Alonso got drilled in the hand and they basically cheered super loud, standing ovation, chanting, throw it again, throw it again. Do you think that was on purpose? The cheer, the hit by pitch wasn't. Charlie okay. Morton hit him and like got down into like he was clearly like yeah. shaken up by. It. He did not mean to. I didn't even like think about that, um, putting those two together. Yeah, but okay. So th- no, that is a good first okay. off though. But All it was right. not. Just frustrating that like why are we cheering a, a player? Never. Hit? And it, it wasn't like in it wasn't like Alonzo talked about it. He said I think it got blown out of proportion a little bit. Lindor got a hanging slider. I got a hanging slider. So I asked politely to please throw it again, like. And he's from the dugout, so you got to yell it out there. Uh, I, I would, I, I wouldn't have done it, but like, I think it's funny. Like, it's good for the game. You it's know, it's entertaining. Like, dude, and it's, it's spicy. a tank. Yeah, throw that pitch again, please. Yeah. It's not like, it's not like this hateful comment. So when a guy no. gets hit the very next day and has to come out of the game mm. for the crowd to be so worked up, oh, the the Braves took care of it. They got him right back the next yeah. inning. Like, let that. You don't need to cheer they a player won. getting hurt. Exactly. They won the that's, game. That's the ultimate. You won the argument. You won the situation. You did. Yeah, so I didn't like. I didn't like that reaction from the crowd that night. Um, but the situation is just kind of funny, you know. Like he threw the exact same pitch to Lindor, yep. then Alonzo, and it's like, keep doing it. Yeah. Throw it again, please. Keep it rolling. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was like, hmm, that didn't work out very well. And you actually had a pretty fun conversation about this with. Oh. Smoltz. Smoltz, uh, tomorrow's episode. Yeah. So this came about in my head from what we've seen with Fernando Tatis a lot this year, where mm-hmm. whenever he's on the road, now that he's playing the outfield, yep. he's 20, 30 feet away from fans right behind him. And he has been getting heckled all year long and been doing a remarkable job, just mm-hmm. rolling with the punches, having fun with it. Uh, but it led me to, when I talk to Smoltz, I always ask a few like, pertinent baseball conversation yeah. and then always like try and get a story out of them so this one we i talked about hand uh, fans heckling players and asked him the best he had ever gotten heckled in his career so that episode will come out tomorrow but i think we have a clip of that well i've seen a lot and there's been a lot that happened it, it was great it happened to me game one of the world series in 1996 the fans heckled me in places and stuff that they, i didn't think they would ever know like I didn't think anybody in the world knew I played the accordion. So when that came out, I was, I had to step back and go, okay, you got me. Um, How did you find that out? And, 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 and how did you get that? Did you know that? I had no idea. I I didn't know if you're on. I was like trying not to react as I was hearing that. What? The accordion? Not not only an accordion player, his family is very talented musically and he was very good on the accordion but it was at like he won awards but it was like it was like when he was in fourth grade that's a fun fact but still it is that's such a fun fact somehow i will i will i will add this yeah when you especially in the age of technology so when i was playing pro ball there was no bounds to what fans would do and i played right field mostly i will never forget we were playing the brooklyn cyclones this happened everywhere every road game like people just find out everything they can about the player on the opposing team right in front of you people would like go through my facebook get like ex-girlfriends names be like how's so and so doing ben do you miss her and I'd be like, what? <laughs> it was i loved it i they ended care. the majority of the time i ended oh, up becoming great. um 
not friend, but like friendly. I ended, yeah, like with I'd end up like giving it back, and yeah. then if I go strike out, they'd give it back to me. If I got a hit, I'd come out. Like it, it ended up being fun, fun with the majority of them. But uh, yeah, they, I mean, p- people start talking about like aunts and moms and dads Dang. and ruthless. ruthless. Yeah. Hey, uh, you owe me a soda. Jinx. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that heckling conversation is great. It actually went on. A, it, it, there's a good bit to that conversation. So uh, tomorrow, Saturday with Smoltz. Every Saturday, John Smoltz, the legend, joins me. Talks baseball, talks stories, brave stories. Bobby Cox, Chipper Jones is a part of that conversation. So uh, good stuff there. Great stuff. Not so great stuff. And this next thing, I make you go, hmm. Smoke illuminates the New York skyline. This is crazy. It looked terrifying. It looked apocalyptic. I mean, we've seen it in L.A. before, but I don't think we've ever seen it like this in well, New Well, I'm York. not from here. Have you, has it been that bad? Oh, yeah, the wildfires? Yeah. Oh, my gosh, yeah. It looked like when you were driving on the 405 uh, through, like, the valley where the, um, oh, man, what's the Getty Museum? Yeah. The hills were on fire at one point as you were driving through. It literally looked like you were, like, driving Whoa. through hell. That is crazy. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the game the game ended up getting postponed yesterday or Wednesday was it? They didn't end up playing that game because of the smoke. It was it was legitimately a a, cr- a crazy thing to see. All from wildfire smoke in Canada. Yep. And you think, man, that's a long way away. I'm from Virginia. My family. My family in Virginia, their smoke is in Virginia. They canceled the the Nationals game in D.C. It is like gnarly, crazy, gnarly. Yeah, this is like it's sad. Mm. I mm, breaks my heart. Yeah, yeah. Okay, another things that make you go, hmm. hmm. The Dodgers are now adding padding to the fence that Aaron Judge crashed into. Yeah, this is there's a lot of fences around the league though that are like, you know, I'm at, what are the what are the Cubs going to do with the Wrigley Field? Like I I just think this situation though I did hear this fence. So this is all from the catch in Dodger Stadium where Aaron Judge ended up getting hurt and going on the IL. Yeah. But when he broke through that fence out there, the Dodgers are now adding padding to that fence. But I I think I heard something like that fence was like Rusted shut. No, nobody could get it to open. Oh, so he opened it. Yeah, he opened it. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't opened in a while. It wasn't supposed oh, to be open, but big old Aaron dangerous. Judge comes. Oh, it is. Yeah, it's a liability. Yeah, one of the best in the game is now on the IL. Yeah, but you know. Yeah. Good on the Dodgers for adding batting. Yeah, I it's guess. good. <laughs> Getting it done. Yeah. Yeah. All right, and our last things that make you go. Hmm? <laughs> A Guardians fan eating mustard out of a giant tub. <laughs> I don't even know. What are, what are people doing? It's aggressive, but you know, whatever makes you happy, man. I, I come from a no-judgment household. This video. It's- this guy is like leg up on his other leg, flicking the spoon around, and then sticking oh, it's it in like there. It's like a spatula. It's like he's like just sat down on the couch with his bowl of ice cream, and he's about to dive in. Yet it's Mustard. mustard. Alex, how much would it? How much money would it take for you to chow down on a bucket of mustard? Uh, if it's Dijon, I could get it down. Dijon mustard for free? Um, no, no, I'd still, I'd take some money. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah I'd take some money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, it's a pretty high. I mean, not a high gnarly, number. But that's a big. I, I, I'm going to be sick. If that big of a jug, a gallon of mustard is what he's eating. Yeah. Oh. I always struggle oh. with like when people are like how much money, like in theory, it's like, oh, so much. But like when money's right there in front of you, I one time uh, jumped in a rooftop pool in New York City. It was the, the pool was closed, but I did it for it was a bet with with my brother. Yeah. And he was like, I bet you jump in that pool. Did you and, get kicked out immediately? Oh, I got kicked <laughs> out, but went right to uh, the hotel was like downstairs, <laughs> went and changed. Came, we the whole crew got kicked out. We went to a new spot and it was a great rest of my night. <laughs> did you get any money for it? Yeah. But, yeah OK. Yeah. What'd you get? Yeah, it was an undisclosed amount. It was, a good, it was enough to make me okay. hop in the pool. All right. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. I don't want to put, mm. you know, Justin on this, you know. Mm. Things that make you go. Mm. Yeah. You know, but like, you know, in theory, it's like I would do it for $10,000. But when there's like real money right yeah. in front of you, it makes it a little different. It's funny. You know, if there was a bowl of mustard right in front of me and somebody was sitting right to my right with like 10 bucks, I'd think about it. No. <laughs> think about it. Ben, we need to raise your standards a little bit. It's just one bite of mustard. <laughs> you said the whole tub. That's no, different. not even the whole tub. Okay, good. All right, let's good move on from Lord. this. Now it's giving me like a stomachache thinking about eating an entire tub of mustard. Maybe you should have put mustard on your hot dog. I at did. Dodger Stadium I and did. Have I had the packet and I put individual mustard on every bite. I do ketchup and mustard. That is so weird. That's what you were Why? doing? Yes. Let's move on. I'm going to get weird. a stomachache from you. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right, let's move on to tail of the tape because we have the two best teams in baseball matching up this weekend. You got the Tampa Bay Rays, the Texas Rangers. This is a great one. one. We're going to go through. We're going to pick offense, defense, managers, starters, bullpen, who we think is going to win that matchup, and then who we think is going to win the series. We're coming off of Yanks-Dodgers, Alex. I know. You uh, took that one. I took that one. We're tied up right now in the season. We're tied up. Um, So this is the only two teams in Major League Baseball with 40 or more wins. Yeah. This is a this can, is a great series. Can really go either way. Okay, yeah. so let's get started with offense. Who you got? I have the Texas Rangers. Um, I have a lot of reasons for it to be the Rangers, but where, wherever we want to dive into, we okay. can run differential through the first fifty-seven games of the year. The Rangers outscored opponents by a hundred and forty-three runs. Just for context. The best run differential by any Major League Baseball team through 57 games since 1939. The Yankees had a better one in 1939. Best since 1939. I mean, they lead the league in, in so many categories. They lead all of baseball in average, runs scored, hits, RBIs, total bases, the only team over a thousand total bases. Nobody's really remotely close. And 154 run differential is also the first in baseball. The best offense in this series, though both are good, is the Texas Rangers. Um, I'm gonna have to disagree, and I am going with the Tampa Bay Rays. Now they have been red hot all season. Then they are either first 
or second in most of the offensive categories in Major League Baseball, okay? They are second in runs per game in Major League Baseball, but they are first in home runs, extra base hits, stolen bases, slugging, and OPS, and then they are second, as I mentioned, in runs per game, in average, and OBS. So, OBP. So, it's tough, because both these teams are one and two, neck and neck, in a lot of these categories, right? But then... You got guys like Yandy Diaz, Wander Franco, Randy Rosarina, who just had that huge walk-off home run as 12th of the season. This is a home game for a home series for Tampa Bay. So I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the Rays offense here. When you said you said a couple of those stats that they're second in all of baseball, who who's first in those? I didn't I didn't catch you say who was I first. I didn't say who was first. Oh, you didn't mention yeah. who was first? But did you see how many I listed that the Rays were first in? Hold on. One, <laughs> two, three, four, five. Five in offensive categories. Okay. Like I said, this is I, a very equal series. I see your I see your Wander Franco, Yandi Diaz, and Randy Rosarina, and raise you Corey Seeger, Marcus Simeon, Josh Young, mm-hmm. Adolis Garcia, Jonah Heim. Nathaniel Lowe. Well, let's see. Yeah. Let's see. Well, offensively. Yeah. yeah we'll okay. see. Yeah. I feel great about my pick there. Good. <laughs> I feel so good about this already. All right, next. All right. Defense, who you got? Uh, defensively, I have the Tampa Bay Rays. The Rays are very good defensively. The Rays do everything very well. The Rays do everything well and certainly play a good defense. Uh, Jose Siri out in center field has been one of the best defensive center fielders in baseball. Wander's been good at shortstop. Uh, so, yeah, I went Rays defense. Okay. I also went Rays defense, and a lot of the same reasons you mentioned, but I'll add on some stats here, okay? They are better in fielding. They're the fifth best in Major League Baseball compared to the Rangers' 11th. Um, they have the six fewest errors committed in Major League Baseball compared to Rangers' 11. Um, and ninth most double plays compared to Rangers' 13th. So, I went with Tampa Bay. So both pretty good. Both Rays are very Rays are really good. Yeah. Rangers pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. Okay. Let's move on to managers. Bruce Bochy. Mm. Give me the Rangers and Bruce Bochy. World Series multi World Series champion manager Bruce Bochy. Um I mean, I, I would rather talk more about how good Bruce Bochy is, but I would just like to mention We've seen Kevin Cash in a World Series one time, and he made one of the biggest moves that will be talked about forever as being a mistake, which was pulling Blake Snell out of the World Series game against the Dodgers when he was absolutely dominating. And, uh, yeah, Bruce Bochy, Hall of Fame manager, uh, comes in first year with the Rangers and totally changes changes the culture there. This team is winning. Yeah, it's Bruce Bochy for me. Yeah, I mean – both these managers, what they've been able to do with these two teams has been incredible. Did it's the go, two top teams. Oh, no. I went Kevin Cash. I went Kevin Cash. He has consistently been the best team in baseball this year. How can you not pick Kevin Cash when you've seen they've been, what, first in baseball, like right out of the gates yeah. and held on to it throughout the entire season? Also manager of the year, 2020, 2021. Yes, he made a huge mistake in the World Series game that you just mentioned, one of those years. Um, but he's doing this all without inc- like the elite superstar names, like 
a trout or a judge or, or players that are on that level and caliber. Is and he, he is doing able that? to do that. Or I don't know. Tampa He's Bay the manager. Ra- is the Rays way doing that where they just make everybody turns out. So be. so what are you what are you saying like Butch it's not him who's like making Texas great this year it's his players and then that goes kind of goes against your argument. No I, I my my argument being I think with manager you almost, like you set the tone everyone's having fun. The Rays You see the, how much fun they're having. I, uh, Kevin it starts Cash with your leader. Is great. Yeah. And he's the team has been the best in baseball this year. Mm-hmm. But if you take the manager and say like which manager it's tough to say like which if you just pick which team is better the entire time, then you're just gonna end up picking the manager that their team is better. Not necessarily. But like over the course of his career, I mean, you can't necessarily do that because his career right isn't now as this long. season. I'm doing this season. That's fair. Yeah. The, the Rays have been a juggernaut in the league for a long time. The Rangers have been terrible for a while, and Bruce Bochy comes in in his first year. I don't disagree with your pick. One of the best teams That's in fair. the game of baseball. This is a tale of the tape. That you, I, I would take either side on like most of these no, things. I, I it agree. is neck and neck. Like they are one and two in almost every category, eh, minus one of them. Um, so yeah, let's go to starters. Who you got? <laughs> um, okay, starting yeah. pitching here. This one was tr- closer than I thought it would be, but mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with the Rays here. Okay. Um, Shane McClanahan. Uh, Tyler Glass now back. Now, Nadia Valdi and and John Gray are equally as good this year. But uh, rotation depth, production they're getting from all of their starters. McClanahan is, if not the best, one of the best pitchers in the game of baseball. Tyler Glass now being back is huge for that rotation. Um, so I'm gonna take. I'll take the race. Okay. I took the Rangers here. Wow, we we are. I know. Again, it's tough going through. Now, when I was going through how I normally do, and I I see what the what the lineup is and who's facing each other, who who are the probables. Um, Texas didn't have their probables up at the time, and or no, not Texas. Uh, Tampa Bay didn't have their probables up at the time. Texas did, and I felt strong in my belief that two of the three could get it done. Um, but now the probables are up. Ooh. Yeah. This is your thing. You give us who the probable pitching matchups are in each. I do. Okay. So do you want to go through and like now knowing this, see who? Yeah, let's see. Okay. So Friday, you got Andrew Heaney against Glass now. Okay. Who you taking? I mean – Tyler Glassnell's the play there. Yeah. And then Saturday, Evaldi against Bradley. Take Evaldi. Taking Evaldi. And then Sunday, we got. This is going to be a great series. Perez, Perez against, against McClanahan. McClanahan. I'll take McClanahan there. Yeah. I. Martin Perez. The, I, this is, I, it is tough. It can go either teams. way. I, I mean, okay, I took the Rangers. You, you took the Rays. Uh, okay. Yeah. I, let's. I I need to make a statement, but to get there, let's talk about bullpen. Okay. Can we get the Rangers a bullpen for the love of God? The Rays are my pick for bullpen. The Rangers bullpen yeah. is so god awful. Yep. We're talking about one of the best teams in baseball, yep. and they can't. They their their bullpen is atrocious. 
Mm-hmm. Well, I want to see what this team is capable of if they had some some bullpen help. They're a top ten worst bullpen in the game of baseball. Not many are worse than them. Uh, we just it's so bad. It's so it's bad. So bad. The Tampa Bay Rays have a good bullpen. The Texas Rangers have a terrible bullpen. The Rays are my pick, but please just go get bullpen help, please. Yep. I also have Tampa Bay Rays yeah. here. Yeah. I mean, this was one of the biggest discussions when you were talking to Ken of what are the Rangers like? Who needs to be aggressive at the trade deadline? First thing that comes out, Rangers. They need bullpen help. When you when you have this strong of a team, you're the second best team in baseball, and you know and have an obvious weak link hole address it immediately yeah i agree with you yeah um so this series we're each we each no. have three on the no, i got four you i only four. got one on texas i'm taking tampa bay i'm gonna take the rangers okay i'll take the rangers Let's go. Here. uh the rays uh i'm yeah. just doing that to get I, i'm just doing that to go against you okay pitching favors you the rays are at home yep but no, I'll take the Rangers. Okay. I don't want to be on the same side as you, but right, if fine. it's close. All right. And we're tied on the season. I know. All right. Uh, good tail of the tape. This series is going to be awesome. We got some it's good, be great. good pitching matchups now that yep. we're out. That they're out. So, good. good <sighs> All right. Well, let's wrap things up with some fan questions. Fun Friday with the fans. Alex, we talked about alliteration for this, but you know, we I didn't get, agree on you this. You wanted something with does. a bunch of Fs. Fun Friday with the fans. That works. We didn't talk Give me about something this. better. Fun Friday with the fans. I'm just going to keep saying it till it sticks. So let's get started with the first Twitter only, question. I think the only way that that becomes accept, acceptable is if you what? add the F word in between fun and Friday. That doesn't, no. It would be. Spices it up a little bit. You're trying to get me to say the F word. It it'll happen uh, just because you did and slipped All right, out get to it'll happen okay questions. let's get to our first fan question this comes from long live pat stay yeah uh if louisa rice hits for 400 should he win the mvp uh, if and we talked about this this is a question yesterday this is a a really good baseball question i think because mm-hmm. Let's take, let's use Ronald Acuna as a reference. Okay. Okay. Let's say he's a guy that hits around 330 this year with 35 homers and 60 stolen bases. And then you have Luis Arise who hits 400 with mostly singles. (sighs) This is tough because he would be getting. Get, uh, accomplishing a milestone that hasn't happened since Ted Williams. I think in my in my explanation, Luis Arise does not win MVP because Ronald Acuna would also be doing something that's never been done before in 30 okay. homers, 60 stolen bases. It's fair. But if you, let's just say a normal year. Let's say Ronald Acuna this year hits 330 with 28 homers and 50 stolen bases and Luis Arise hits 400. You know what? I would still struggle to say he's. I, I think he's in that conversation. Okay. Is he more valuable than a guy that's hitting 330 with that many home runs? Who's more valuable to a team? A guy that's hitting 400 all singles or a guy that's hitting 330 with 30 homers and 60 stolen bases? I, I my know. answer would be Ronald Acuna. But 
I also think this. I'm frustrating myself. Okay. I think hitting 400 would be the more impressive feat. Okay. But I don't think it would win him MVP. Does that make sense at all? Yes. I think it would be yes. more impressive on the season to hit 400, but I don't think it would make you the most valuable player in the league. Okay. That's going to be my answer. And right. I don't even know if I like it yet. I'll listen back and I'll see if I like my answer. Okay. I think I do. Yeah. I think it makes it's sense. It's fair. It's fair. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's move to our second fan question. This one comes from Joseph. As a Tigers fan, this rebuild has been long and looks like it has several more years. Injuries and bad deals have slowed this down. So what is a realistic timeline to expect the Tigers competing for a division title and then for a World Series? I don't like this. Oh, well, yeah. I really had to go in on the Tigers, and now I get this Tigers question just saddens me. I'm sad, yeah. too, Joseph. I'm sad, too. Um, realistic time frame mm, i maybe next year <laughs> not maybe next year uh i will say look you'll struggle to find a bigger miggy fan than me but miggy's not miggy any longer and that contract will be coming off the books soon that will help them um that will help them be able to to do what they need to do in certain areas um they have a lot of pitching injuries this year their their young pitching core was supposed to be like the highlight of this team led by like Tarek Skubal, Casey Mize. None of them have pitched this year. So next year, you're going to look at a much healthier rotation, hopefully a full season of a healthy Riley Green, a continually continued to improve Spencer Torkelson. Don't know if I like how I said that, but he'll just continue to improve and he'll be better next year. Uh, I think I think Javi Baez is an issue at shortstop. Definitely. Um, so I'm gonna say two years. Whoa. Okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't think they're I don't think they're far. Okay. I think they need help, but I think the the pitching like Gee. Are you a delusional Tigers fan? <laughs> yeah. Okay. But, no, but let's, let's add a year no, onto but, that too. No, get your pitching in place. Start with the pitching rotation that will be good. You'll have offense. You'll have Riley Green. You'll have Spencer Torkelson. You got some guys offensively. Build around them. Um, add a bunch of help offensively. The offense is tough to watch right now. Yep. Um, so I'm going to say a couple years away. They'll have a pitching okay. staff. They have their guys to build around. Then you just add the pieces around them. Two to three years. Realistic time zone. World Series, though? No. Mm, Division that's, that's winners. Long. Division, Division winners. winners. Okay. Two, three that's fair. And we got one final question on this Friday coming in from Double Player. What should the fan who caught Ellie De La Cruz's first homer ask for in return for the ball? You know, this is a great question, and it's one we had a lot last year when it came to Aaron Judge's home run record pace yeah. and his, him setting certain records along the way and who's catching those balls and what you should do with them. What you should do is exactly what the kid who caught Ellie De La Cruz's did. Mm -hmm. He was there with a group of his friends, yep. and he asked for a meet and greet, signed baseballs for him and his friends, and a picture with him and all of his friends in it. And they were all holding up the baseball. Great. That's great. Uh, good on that kid. That is a great story. And you know what? Ellie De La Cruz will remember that kid forever. He will be forever grateful. Mm -hmm. And it's such a better story than like, I got his first homer. Like I'm gonna hold on to it. What can you? What What are you gonna do for me? I will add, 
the Aaron Judge homers were a little different because those are worth millions, millions, and I don't know if I'd just do that. For yeah, a, I, I mean, I mean that you, the Yanks should have stepped in and offered like season tickets. Yeah, the to Yanks should have stepped in and offered like something big, but yeah. it put the guy in a position to be like, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm sell gonna the, it. Yeah, we've had that conversation, and yep. it is a, it is a tricky one there. It I is. understand both sides, but this situation, a guy's first homer, you know what? I just want a picture with me and all my boys. And a sign ball for all my boys as well. And uh, we'll call it a day. I think he handled that perfectly. He did. And that is exactly what I would do with the people that I am at the game with. And the Reds PR staff, when the kids are down there, should have offered, I don't know if they did, they could have, like, hey, want to come back to another game? You guys can, because they were, they were sitting in the outfield. Like, yeah. They were, like, not expensive seats. Like, come back to another game. Let's have some fun. I would also add... One last thing among of what he did. He did everything great. I would have also said, please mention me in your Hall of Fame speech. Oh. And then just, and that's all. Just a little. Just, just a one, little. one mention, Ellie, uh-huh. when you're a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Because Ellie's a Hall of Famer. Steve. Uh, all right. That's it for Friday. Tomorrow, Saturday with Smoltz. A lot of good conversations there. His heckling conversation, the best heckling he heard, some of his teammates heard. Garrett Cole's full revamp as a pitcher from the Pirates to the Astros to the Yankees, how he went about doing that. Um, the weirdest injury that took him out of the game. Oh, my God, that was such a great That was a great answer. The weirdest injury that took him out of the game. Saturday with Smoltz drops tomorrow. But for this Friday episode, thank you all for listening, my friends. Make sure you subscribe anywhere you listen to your podcast. And we're also on all social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. And you can watch everything on YouTube as well at Flippin' Bats Pod for all of them. Thank you all for listening to this Friday episode. Until tomorrow, peace.